Psych! That's right. We're doing a two-episode week to, you know, make up for last week. This is going to be the third episode of my podcast for this year. Once again, I have a few announcements before we start. Announcement? No, announcements. The inspiration for this episode comes from an idea myself and my brother came up with a while back. A world where everything was made out of audio, music, and vibrations. Second, my friends and I do have plans to start a Minecraft server, but that will take a while to get there. And lastly, always remember to message me at osparks at hey.com or at osparks at gmail.com. Whichever one works for you. And without that way, let's take a look at the city of the future. I think. Before we start, I would like you to close your eyes and picture this. The void. Cold. Empty. Silent and dark. And then, light, bouncing, waving, vibrating. These are sound waves. And you may follow the sound waves down a long and winding road, until off in the distance, you can see it. A city made of these vibrating, bouncing, quivering waves of music. This is Soundwave City. A paradise of music, audio, and any form of media in the world. It can exist in anything. And everything. Phones, laptops, computers, tablets, TVs, anything you can think of, it exists there. Soundwave City is an escape from reality and a leap into a world parallel to our own. This world, mind you, is home to many species. Audio files, MP3s, folders, anything digital. Now it should also be said that there are different kinds of inhabitants, each with their own unique power and ability. They are known as power grids. Green, yellow, and blue are the most common power grids. However, the rarest of all of them are at the moment pink, red, and white. If you're having trouble imagining them, just think of colored stick figures. That should be easy enough for you to manage. The sole monarch of the city, King Hyper, is a black power grid. He's the only one of his kind, the only heir to the throne. And as he looked out over his city, bright beams of light traveling along the roads and waves, he smiled. This is the city with which I am to govern, and there can be no one else for the job. He walked over to his table and picked up his glass of terabytes, the finest of drinks down in Soundwave City. He watched them swirl around, clinking and pulsing with life as they bounced around his glass, and then he drained the cup in one go. He wiped off his lips, setting the glass at its former position, and walking out to the stadium behind his grand fortress. The light blazed and shone, casting lighting and patterns across the rippling, vibrating stadium and its people. And in the center of the stadium, far, far down to the surface, stood four royal guards, armed to the teeth with the most cutting-edge battery drainers in Soundwave City. Battery drainers, you see, take the energy from a power grid and leaves them dead and diminished. Kind of like a gun, but more or less, if the gun shoots you, it just zaps all your energy out of you. In the ring, however, stood a red power grid. The guards approached, drainers raised. The red grid, however, only smiled. He stood against the most powerful guards in the city, and what did that madman do? He smiled. Or, perhaps he had reason to. The red grid transformed his hand into a mic and selected a song from his arsenal of weapons. Relighted. Perfect. He blasted forth a volley of arrows, destroying the guards within seconds. Death by crushing arrows. Fire grinned, 
wiping a singular drop of sweat from his head. Just as easy as back home. So when more guards poured out, fire continued to play relighted, blasting forth pure beams and arrows of energy and heat. Everything that moved within 50 feet was obliterated in seconds. The king sat forward, eager to watch this new champion in his power. Fire continued to spread heat and exhaustion from his attacks, grinning the whole time. That was the power of the Red Grids, the capability to replicate any song in the grid system and use it as a weapon of defense. This is what made Rhythm Games incredibly powerful in Soundwave City. But when the king jumped down at least 100 plus feet and hit the ground hard, fire grew concerned. Had he really made it this far already? The king held his staff of draining with every color of a power grid stripe on his, on his swirling ball, save for red and pink. Fire continued to battle, not one for hesitation. The king blocked and drained each arrow of its energy before it could hit him. Fire backed up, breathing growing shallow, vision getting blurry. He flipped down his motorcyclist's visor and continued to rap with burning speed. He reset, dodging the king's blast and setting his song mode to ballistic hardcore. Arrows flew like bullets from every side as fire's jacket and helmet blew and rippled in the wind. Yet the king continued to dodge its attacks with matched blurring speed. The king used his staff to absorb the green energy from its streak, and he zipped past, vibrating through the arrows. But Fire didn't know that he had a green stripe. The king smiled, black terabytes flowing off his person like smoke. This red grid was powerful, too powerful for him to lose. The king held his charger ready, should the time come for him to cheat. But for now, he could be patient. The arrows continued to come at him, but the king coolly sidestepped each and every one, blasting and draining them separately, just like a rhythm game. This red grid would make a fine addition to my crew, the king thought. Fire continued to fight back, merging relighted and ballistic together to form the power blast he had chosen never to use unless he was threatened. And he'd spent too much time in that smelly cage of his already. Fire shot back, adding on to his power another two songs, Zavodilla and Guns. Together, he had not only created a powerful blast, but a song that flowed in harmony and could destroy anything it touched. It had enough power to light up a continent, or light up a crowd of eager fans. Yet the king continued to use his powers to flow smoothly through the attack, save only for when a single arrow struck him dead in the chest, destroying his armor and charger. He snarled, grabbing his staff and running forward, blinded by rage. Fire turned his right arm into a hooked scimitar and blocked the overhead slash. There was a solid clang, and the beat dropped from his tune. I have reached my limit. Give me your stripe or suffer the consequences. Fire, however, only smirked. Go shock yourself, pal. I'd rather discharge than give you my powers. The king swung his mighty Volta staff around, the cybernetic air whistling. That's my pathetic excuse for the grid can be easily arranged. Fire sidestepped the overhead swing of the staff, striking the king through his shoulder with a ruby-red spike. Fire backed up, whipping his blade impatiently. The king felt the megabytes flowing down his shoulder, and he smiled. It felt good to experience someone who could actually strike him without fear. He felt pain, and it felt good. He surged forward, new energy pulsing and bouncing about the battlefield, as fire dodged and blocked the king's sun attacks. Even for a red grid, fire was growing weary. He began to sweat, which turned to steam, illuminating his aura and exposing his power source. But he wouldn't let the king get to it. He was only one of 30 red grids left, and he didn't take shocks from other types. He backflipped onto a tower to put some distance between him and the king, and he sighed, letting his mic go to autopilot. 
He sharpened his Pro Plus blade and jumped down once more, determined to officially end this madness. They battled back and forth, the crowd screaming and fighting to see the battle. Fire switched gears, going over to Retro Spectre's ballistic and continuing to fire arrows the king's way. The king tried his best, but he was pummeled by arrows as the crowd screamed fire's name. He sat up in the settling dust and snarled once again. But this time, the king charged forward, throwing the head of his spear directly into fire's back. The crowd booed and screamed foul as fire hit the ground, clutching his back and gasping for air. The king smiled and stepped onto fire's back, shoving him down again. You see what happens when you play with your food? Fire grunted under the heavyweight, thinking I was going to get crushed by such a pig. The king grimaced and then slammed his staff into Fire's head and yelled out, You think this is a joke? Fire gurgled through the megabytes flowing from his head, and he only had enough energy to lift his head up and gasp for air. Fire passed out, only able to turn his head to avoid decharging. The king, however, only grinned, holding his head high and smiling triumphantly over another victory. But as he toted his staff down to draw forth Fire's energy, something stopped him. Eh. What is this? The king used the tip of his staff and hooked off Fire's hoodie, revealing a single jet-black streak in his cybernetic hair. What? Fire summoned enough energy in himself to spin around, break dance, and punt the king backward by ten yards. Fire spun to his feet, staring at the king for only a second, before running out of the stadium exit to the audience's roaring applause of Let Him Live. The king snarled but continued to receive the praise and scorn, all the same as always. He didn't care about any of them, however. He needed only two more colors to complete his official position as monarch, and those were pink and red. And that could easily be arranged in due time. Fire kicked through the wave of guards and shot like a red bullet out in the vibrating roads, jumping onto a power light that passed by and riding off toward the city as guards fired at him and yelled. Fire then sat down atop the light amidst the bright and moving buildings of Soundway City before feeling his head. The internanites had almost finished their job, leaving only a menacing scar on Fire's face. No matter, he thought. It only makes me look even less approachable to the public. Fire reloaded his arsenal of deadly pods, putting away guns, relighted ballistic, and zavodilla to charge up again. He then selected five more songs to fill his inventory. Knock Knock, Best Girl, Ashes to Dust, The Phantasm Nemesis, and Casanova would serve well. Fire hopped off the power light, which, it's basically a beam of light, but it's a, it's the equivalent of a car, which zipped off to a website factory far off. In the real world, a website factory was the equivalent of someone going to YouTube. Fire walked off, bouncing and pulsing alongside the street and the sidewalk. Many other power grids walked past, but none of them said anything to him in specific. Fire didn't mind being a loner. It was his job to stay hidden and preserve the red lines. He zipped up his wavered black and white jacket and strapped in his cyclist helmet, climbing onto his power light bike and taking off into the depths of Soundwave City. As he drove on, he set his bike to autopilot and sat back, admiring the view so much so that he fell asleep to the droning noise. And as always, he dreamed of freedom. That, my friends, is, going, is where we're going to end this story. So yeah, another cliffhanger. Let me know what you thought at osparksgmail.com or osparksgmail.com. I don't know why I keep reminding you. And until then, get your schoolwork done and have an awesome summer, everyone.